Ladies and gentlemen of the Locked On Steelers podcast, football is back. We preview some Steelers preseason balls. They get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All the, th- the things that you need to get ready to watch for here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're joined by Jenna Harner today from Channel 11. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quali- qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. NFL to post your job for free terms terms and conditions apply we'll have more on that later in the show Jenna welcome back to the show we're so happy to have you here and we're so happy that football will actually be getting played no more practices I mean there are practices but we have to get to see the pads going they're going up against other teams this is what we've been waiting for we are not talking about practice and man does it feel good (laughs) to say that it's just gonna be i know it's game one of the preseason i know that it's you know okay it's preseason football game but after how many months without football it's time we're excited for it the players are excited for it they're ready to go against somebody other than their own teammates and friday night tonight is going to be so much fun it is it's going to be a lot of fun i want to lead off talking about the thing that everyone I think is going to be watching the closest, and that's Kenny Pickett in the offense. And Mike Tomlin had confirmed they're they're going to play. Like they're not going to be sitting around. This isn't going to be a thing where they're going to be, uh, you know, wondering, you know, how much they like. They're going to play. They're going to get the chance to to, to work on things. They want. I, I think the Steelers. They know that they want these guys to be to be out there. So I'm going to give you guys three goals, three things that have to be seen in this game uh, to show that they are trending in, in the right direction, because uh, if they show these things, I really think it's, it's a sign for the, for the long haul that, Hey, they are making actual progress. They're still definitely not going to be all the way there, but they're taking steps in the right direction. Number one, Kenny Pickett and his receivers, tight ends, running back, whoever's catching the ball have to actually look in sync in the game. We've seen them start to look more in sync in practices, understanding where each other going to be, having rhythm in their throws, having rhythm in where to expect those throws. That timing, that chemistry has to be on display. And we, there's two other things that we'll get to here that are important. But to me, if that is there, if we see that connection, Jenna, not, and, and not just Kenny Pickett throwing it up deep to George Pickens and him winning a jump ball, which is great, and they should be able, they should do that, but taking deep shots when they feel like it, having, you know, catching teams off guard, having a rhythm to them. If they have that in the passing game, I think it shows the stuff we're seeing in practice will be ready to translate to the, to the field when the regular season kicks off. And look, we have seen kind of all throughout training camp, the chemistry between Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, the chemistry between Kenny Pickett and Allen Robinson. I think that's something I'm really keeping my eye out for. But the way that this offense has looked, and again, it's been through camp, it's been through practices, padded and without pads and, you know, with, you know, defenders flying in their faces and not, Mm -hmm. but 
we've seen this chemistry among this offense. So yes, can they take it to that next step? Will we see kind of, and again, it, it was interesting when we talked with a lot of the guys this week before they headed to Tampa, you know, they're saying, yeah, we're really not going to put everything out there. It's, I mean, obviously it's preseason game, but they're not going to, you know, be breaking all the plays and all the scripted plays they might be breaking out for week right. one. It's very simplified. It's things like that. But can this offense gel in the way that I think so many people expect them to, especially again, in those first couple seasons, Series. I think it's been interesting too. We've seen throughout camp, especially when the guys go against each other for seven shots, you see kind of that swinging of the pendulum where one day defense is on fire and the offense doesn't get a lot of great looks. Or, you know, a couple of days ago when the offense was just on a roll and couldn't be stopped and Kenny Pickett was finding targets left and right. So can he be able to find these guys? Can they be able to work in the sync that we've seen them so far? Because I think that is going to be a really good building step for them a lot of the guys just talked about how this is a game where you get to put film out there and then they really get to hone in on all the things that they're doing well specifically and some of the things that they might need work on but if you can come out of this game and see hey you know we moved the ball down the field well things looked really good offensively as an offense if they can say that then i think it's going to be a big success come saturday morning absolutely my second part of this is on the flip side actually running the ball point number two here yep. We've we've seen the excitement, the offensive line. We've seen Isaac Ciomalo bring, bring something to the table. This offensive line has to move the Buccaneers' defensive line. And they need to show that they can run the ball, create space for Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, whoever has the ball in their hands, that the run game is actually going to be a factor. And this isn't going to be just like the beginning of last season when they were just, you know, a, 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 you know, Two, two yards and a cloud of dust. They, they can't have that type of running play. They need to be able to create space because if they're able to do both of these, if they're able to pass the ball and run the ball, there will be balance and it will, they will be able to help each other in this game. But for the run game, the offensive line has to create the space and the running backs got to hit the holds. I think we've seen that kind of, that kind of momentum here in, in, in pre and in training camp, Jenna, I think we've seen the offensive line and the running backs look good. Now, again, you got to do it against another team when the lights are on. Yeah, and this has been such a big talk of the offseason is this new rebuilt, retooled offensive line with the additions of guys like Isaac Sayamalu, who has looked really solid throughout camp. I think it's going to be exciting for Steelers fans if they can look at this game and say, hey, okay, you know, the series, however many series that the starters were in, this offense looked like a competent NFL offense. There's a little bit of creativity. There's guys, again, creating space for Najee Harris, for Jalen Warren, for Anthony McFarland Jr. to be able to find those holes and find those gaps. Because again, as we've talked about kind of throughout the offseason, when you have a run game that can run the football well, that opens so many things up for your passing game. And then you have that balanced offensive attack where teams have to worry about not only, hey, they're going to run the ball here in this situation, but oh man, Kenny Pickett might look deep and find George Pickens. They're going to have to respect both aspects of that because of what this offense can potentially bring. So if you can see that, if we can see, you know, this offensive line move guys, if we can see, you know, Najee Harris finding holes and getting, you know, five, seven, eight yards on a carry, this is going to be something that I think a lot of Steelers fans will feel really comfortable with going into the season. And again, I'm saying this and then I'm prefacing it with it's the first preseason game. We don't even know how much time the starters are going to get. If it's going to be couple series, if it's going to be a whole quarter, we don't entirely know, especially offensively. But I would presume that we're going to definitely see at least two series with Kenny Pickett and with the starters. I agree there. My last thing I hear here, point three of what I want to see from the Steelers offense 
is actually play action being called and it's actually working. And this is a little bit on Matt Canada too, because there wasn't a whole lot of play action last year. We've talked about that a lot this off season. That has to be a part. If you're going to be a running offense, the Steelers don't have to run 60% of the time, but if they want to run, you know, 45 to 50% of the time or 40%, like if they want to be a balanced offense, they need to be able to use the setup of getting teams intimidated with their run and then play off of that by faking it Roll it, rolling it, rolling Kenny Pickett right or left or keeping him in the pocket and using that to set up other opportunities around the field. We have seen it in practice, Jenna, work where even the Steelers defense, who should be ready for these things because they're, they're, they're studying they're, they're studying the offense every day and they're working against them every day, even they're getting fooled because it's just a natural element of when you work play action well and you have a strong rushing offense, you can catch defenses off guard. Matt Canada has to call it and the Steelers have to execute them cleanly and and these lead to chunk plays. And if they do all three of these things, look like they have rhythm in the passing game, actually control the line of scrimmage and actually run the ball, and they complete play and they complete play action passes and use them in, in solid ways in these drives, they will score touchdowns. They will finish drives. They will be able to be able to score here. That's why I didn't just say score touchdowns, move the ball. We all know what they want to, but three specific things there. These are all things here uh, that I think I think are important. And play action is. It's, it's an element of both of the first two things I mentioned, but it is so important for this offense. If it's going to go anywhere this year, they need that to be part of their fold. And it's important for Kenny Pickett, too, because, again, big themes this offseason. We've been talking about Kenny Pickett going into year two. And for a guy like him in that second year, this is a crucial aspect of his development. And how is he going to look? Is he going to also be able to if he gets up to the line and sees something shifting, sees something changing, make that change on the fly. We've seen him do it a couple times in training camp and it's been really intriguing. He's kind of talked about it too. And that he just has a lot more comfortability with the offense because of all the reps he's been able to get up to this point, working with the starters, working with the ones compared to where he was a year ago. So for a guy like Kenny Pickett to be able to recognize some of these types of things and say, Hey, this is going to work really well in this situation because of what the defense is showing me here. Having that, I think is going to be a big step that kind of factors into all of this too is just when he gets into that game style situation how do I respond how do I move things quickly how do I you know check you know see his reads and make things happen based off of that but I, I think this is going to be something too where again there's going to be a lot of talk no matter what after this game about how Kenny Pickett looked how this offense looks but if there is that little bit of hey we're seeing more than we saw last year. We're seeing more than we saw in season last year, exactly. even if it is for just those couple drives. Then I think Steelers fans, and then I think the Steelers themselves too, can say, hey, look, we've got a good basis right now. We've got a lot of good things that we can continue to build on, that we can add to, but we feel comfortable with where we're at right now. I'm right with you there. we got to talk about the defense. We'll do that in the next segment here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, getting you ready for Steelers. Buccaneers, Friday night football. The preseason begins tonight here, and we'll keep talking about that on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at LinkedIn. Of course, if you go to LinkedIn, it's the number one place that people are going to to find new jobs. So if you're looking for people to hire for your new jobs, you got to take advantage of that too. These days, every, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in, and they're here to make it easier to find people that you 
want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job, a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, let's keep it rolling here. Let's talk about the defense. Now, I want to emphasize this. Where we're talking about the offense, I'm expecting everybody to start in the offense. Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Pat Fryer, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Isaac CML. Everybody needs to start on the offense. That's not necessarily the case on the defense. This has been – there's several players in this defense that have been elite for quite some time. And – if they even get a series, they are coming out immediately after, maybe even during the first series. But there are certain guys who I don't think that they need to showcase in this preseason game. First, of course, TJ Watt. He's played enough. Also, if you haven't seen my episode from yesterday where I I, I had to apologize for doubting that TJ Watt might still like there might be something wrong with him. And then he absolutely crushed half the Steelers offense on Wednesday. Go back and watch the Wednesday episode or no, the Thursday episode, excuse me, of me breaking it down. What happened? I saw in Wednesday's practice. I doubted TJ Watt for like a half a second in my brain. And then he was like, yeah, don't ever doubt me. And I was like, OK, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. So that's why TJ Watt doesn't have to play. But the same thing applies to Cam Hayward. I think it honestly applies to Minka Fitzpatrick. I also think it applies to Patrick Peterson, even though he's new to the defense. That's a vet who knows what he's going to do. And I I might leave him out there for a series, but I I also kind of feel the same way about Alex Highsmith because he got his big deal. He is younger, but you know what he brings to the table. Let Nick Herbing and Marcus Golden kind of figure out where where they are in in the Steelers defense. Those guys being out, those are the things that I think that you're going to miss seeing them, and it's going to allow other guys to kind of prop up and show what they have to show in the preseason, and Mike Tomlin and the Steelers will get a better look at some of the younger guys that are trying to work their way up and prove themselves. I'm still laughing at the fact that Mike Tomlin asked his entire offense, <laughs> can somebody block TJ Watt here? That like was crazy. Magical. Just a magical moment. Things you hear at training camp. You love it. But yeah, this is going to be that type of thing. I am going to be intrigued, though. I, with Minka, I kind of go back and forth because of the time that he missed. So maybe he himself is going to want a little more time out there. But I also could see it being that type of situation where, again, if there's one series he plays and then he's like, yeah, we'll get in in the next game when now with game two, usually being the ones you see the starters a little bit more in. I think we could kind of see that as that more tune-up style thing. But, man, I can't wait to see Nick Herbig in action against another team because of just how impressive he has been throughout training camp. He's been kind of one of those guys that you were excited to see when he arrived and when they drafted him and having that Wisconsin pedigree, things along those lines. But now it's like he is – beyond impressed throughout yeah. training camp so I, i'm i can't wait to see him in action kind of working with you know working against other guys other an opponent in a game like setting because i his his personality is phenomenal but just what he's been able to do out on the field there are things where sometimes you're like he doesn't entirely feel like a rookie right 
Yeah, yeah, that that's that's where the thing is like I, I he doesn't feel like a rookie. And I'm I think that's people have uh people 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 are are, are have realistic expectations for him to be things. A lot of people talk about him being like an off ball linebacker. He looks like he's ready to be an edge rusher right now. Yeah. He looks like he's 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 coming off the ball, he knows what he's doing. And like both Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt have praised him for like asking mm-hmm. them questions and then applying those answers that they've given him on the field. Because yeah. if, if you know, like there was a Shamarco Thomas was a safety who the Steelers drafted in the fourth round years ago and like had a lot of promise. He was undersized, but he was really fast, really explosive. And Ike Taylor used to say like, I call him the headache because all he does is ask us questions about how things are. And, you know, it was, it was just like, man, like that guy wants to know everything that's happening everywhere. But then the problem was those questions didn't lead to results. And then Shamarco Thomas found his way out, out of the NFL. Nick Herbig seems like it's leading to results and it's just his rookie season. Yeah. So there's good things I think that are, that are coming from there. He's definitely one of the guys that to, to look at there. I also think that in the mix of players who might not play as much as Larry Ogunjobi along with Cam Hayward. And yeah. with that, I am very excited Jenna to see the next defensive lineman because there are a lot of impressive defensive linemen we've seen in camp. You have Isaiah Loudermilk, who I think has gone from a guy that was maybe in cut territory coming into camp to he's ready to play. You better yep. keep him on this roster. You yep. got the Marvin Leal, who everyone's excited to see from last year. You got Keanu Benton, who you just drafted, who's been ball, who's been balling. And then you got Braden Fajoko, who like eats people for breakfast. Like I, I just I've seen that man just like swallow up double teams when he was with the Chargers, and then in camp. He's been doing the same thing, and I'm like, yeah. you got to have that guy on the team. So I'm just very intrigued to see how the defensive line, its, pecky, its, its pedigree, its pegging order, whatever you want to call it, works itself out, and we get to see these guys be physical against another team. And obviously there's so much changeover year after year in the NFL, but this feels like with the guys that they've drafted, especially in Loudermilk, in Leal, in Benton, kind of that new wave, that next generation of the Steelers defensive line. And who are these guys? What are they going to look like? What are they going to bring to the table? And for a lot of fans who know of them, know who they are, but haven't had the opportunity to really see them in action yet. This is going to be that opportunity. And it's going to be that opportunity for them to really kind of rise up to the next level because something Mike Tomlin talked about on Wednesday was the biggest thing he's looking for across the board is communication. Because if you can communicate, odds are you're probably playing pretty good football. But if you're not communicating, odds are you're probably not playing pretty good football. So for (laughs) these young guys, when they're out there, when they're in the spotlight for not the first time, but for some of them, the first time on their pro stage, how are they going to be able to do that? How are they going to be able to communicate? How are they going to be able to diagnose what's happening in front of them based on their position and say, hey, I know what this is. I've seen this. We watched the tape. We did this. They're going here. I'm doing this. So for these young guys, I'm excited to just kind of see them in action in that way and what they're going to be able to bring and what this, you know, new, I'm not new in that way, but that new wave of when Cam Hayward's gone, when Larry Ogunjobi's gone, what this Steelers defensive line might potentially look like in the next handful of years. I'm not giving a number on that because Cam Hayward refuses to uh, say that he's old. We're not calling him old. I'm We're not calling you. We're not calling you old, Cam. Don't come after us. Don't, don't come after us. But the reality is there's younger guys in the wings waiting, and it's going to be intriguing just to kind of see how they get utilized and what we see from them tonight. I think the one other group that I want to touch on here before we move on to like sleeper guys to watch out for is the linebackers, the off ball linebackers, because yeah. we now literally we've not seen any of these guys. This is Cole Holcomb. This is a Landon Roberts. This is Quan Alexander. Now uh, this is the thing is that 
we have seen them in practice and they've all brought certain characteristics that have been really solid. Cole Holcomb looks like he's an every down linebacker that can do all the primary jobs that you need at a, at a pretty good rate. Uh, Landon Roberts looks just like a person who can just hit a Mack truck and break it. And because yeah. of how hard he hits Quan Alexander looks like he can bring in the hits too, but he can also help in coverage. And so you have all three of those guys and you still got Mark Robinson back there who can kind of be the fourth option. I'm very intrigued just to see how those guys fill in the run against a, a live opponent and how they're, how they're contributing overall in the Steelers system. Because again, I don't think the Steelers need their off ball linebackers to be, um, to, to, to be superstars. They just need to be solid role players who stuff the run aren't exposed too heavily in the passing game and, just make sure that the defense on their side of things is balanced so that TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, make up his Patrick, you know, Patrick Peterson, Cam Hayward, Larry, and Joe, the stars on this team, they make, they, they make the big plays and they, that won't be the case this game because I think that a lot of those stars are going to be resting. But if we see that they have, that they are doing, filling those roles in preseason, it's a good sign. They'll do it in the regular season. And we know how big of a, problem area stuffing the run and stopping the run was for the Steelers a season ago. So this was a complete overhaul at this position by general Mm -hmm. manager Omar Khan and the Steelers front office this offseason. How are these guys going to continue to adjust among one another? How are they going to communicate? What are we going to see from them? I mean, gosh, you mentioned it with Landon Roberts. I like you could not pay me enough money to have him running full speed at me. I'd be like, like, I'm just Mm going to run away. Like there, there have been times in practice where they're doing things close to the sidelines. And I'm like, I'm just going to step over here. So, just, yeah. Just move a little out, bit. Because you, you, you feel the physical, you, you can sense the pain. You can just sense it. But I'm very intrigued to see how these guys work with each other because they've talked so much about how the chemistry has been building. They talk about how they feel really comfortable with the group that they have. Obviously, there's a lot more steps that they all want to take together, but they do feel comfortable with where they're at right now. So when they go out there and apply it tonight, what are we going to see from them? Again, stopping the run is just going to be absolutely crucial for this team to have success this year. And I do think these guys are going to be a big part of that. But how is this going to translate to the field tonight? What are we going to see from them? Indeed. We've talked offense and defense. Now I want to talk about sleepers. We'll do that in a minute here. And just guys that, you know, maybe you've heard me talk about a little bit here, but there's certain guys that we can talk about who are on the roster, I think need to show something or might show something here in this preseason game that aren't at the top of the depth chart. We'll talk about that here in a minute on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Harna, stick with us. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our show here, pre- previewing Steelers versus Buccaneers. We're not getting into the Buccaneers matchups because, like, who cares? Like, the, the matchups aren't the biggest important right now. It's just seeing how the Steelers – the Steelers don't even often do walkthroughs against the opponents for preseason games. They're most so focusing on themselves, as are most teams in, in preseason, because it doesn't matter what your opponent's doing as much. Like, they'll do, like – brief run-throughs, but it won't be nearly the preparation that they do uh, they use to get ready for regular season games. So let's talk about guys further down the depth chart here and guys that we have our eyes on. Jenna, one group that I'm still very intrigued to see how it plays out is the tight end group because we know Pat Fryermuth is the starter. We know that Zach Gentry knows this offense. They brought him back. They're happy to have him, and I think that he's going to be you know a number two option. But where 
it falls after that to be very interesting because Darnell Washington, I really think, has made a lot of waves in camp. He's he's caught he's caught a lot of eyeballs. He's been making good blocks, making good catches, and he was drafted in the third round for a reason, and it wasn't to sit on the bench all year. So I wonder where he comes into this, but also where do Connor Hayward and Rodney Williams come into this? Now, some people are going to say, who's Rodney Williams? Rodney Williams is number 87, and he is one of the better players on the third-team offense of the Steelers. Whenever he gets a chance to make a play, he's making it. He's got good size. He blocks well. He catches well. He runs well. He's the one guy I'm pretty sure just doesn't make the team, gets put on the practice squad, and then some other team scoops him, and then he becomes like a really good player for someone else just because I think the Steelers already have that many good tight ends. But – I'm intrigued, Jenna. How do you see this playing out with Connor Hayward? I don't, I thought Connor Hayward, in the first like week of camp, I thought he was immaculate. And then after that, I think that he's struggled to be consistent, and it's show, he's been showing a little bit of frustration while Darnell Washington has been rising. How do you think that this plays out in the tight end room uh, as we get into preseason here? Yeah, it does kind of feel like the pen or I mean, the the scales are shifting a little bit because, yeah, we saw a lot of great things out of Connor Hayward. We in the you know, the first week and then all of a sudden we've seen a lot more from Darnell Washington. I am going to be intrigued to kind of see how this whole thing shakes out and where they look to utilize guys, because obviously also Connor Hayward's listed as a fullback as well as the tight end. And it's intriguing in that way, too, because the Steelers don't entirely use a fullback and. God knows how many situations probably we only saw it a handful of times last year. And, you know, you have Derek Watt on the roster. So that that part is intriguing to me. I think Darnell Washington has been really intriguing to watch, especially also too with the way that his routes have started to develop more because that's been a knock on him. That's been something that hasn't been an entire strong point of his, but we're seeing him take more steps forward. We're seeing him working on it a lot in practice. And again, we're seeing him make a lot of really incredible and highlight real catches over guys. I, I was saying yesterday to, um, I forget who I was talking to on the sidelines or a couple days ago at this point, um, he made this awesome catch. And I'm like, if you get that man in a mismatch, all he has to do is stick his arms above his head. And there, yeah. is, there we go. There's the ball. So I think the Steelers will look to utilize him in that way. And I'll be intrigued to kind of just see how we see that tonight. But I think they're going to look to kind of challenge these guys. We see Mike Tomlin do it all the time where it's like, hey, you're going to go out there. You have to make a play here. We're doing this for you. Then with Darnell Washington, you're going to see the same thing. So it's going to be a Connor Hayward, Darnell Washington type thing. I don't think it's a position battle necessarily just because of the way they might want to use Connor Hayward. I that it's it, Hayward's role on this team is – really really intriguing to me and i'm going to be interested just to see how mike tomlin and company look to kind of shake it up as the year goes on i'm, I'm right with you here another pass catcher or a few pass catchers i'm looking at are the receivers i i Hakeem butler i've talked about here on the show just a little bit he's been very inconsistent in camp he's had yeah. days where he looks really good and then he days he looks really bad but at least to end this week leading up to this game, he looked really good in the last day. And he was truck. He literally trucked somebody. He's made some impressive catches. I want to see if he can stack positive days. If he can stack positive days with his build and everything that he brings to the table, I think he finds a way to get on this roster. But then it becomes a question, who fits under this roster? Because you look at your receivers. you got Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin. Those four are automatically, they're going to be on the roster no matter what happens. So then you're looking at five and potentially six receivers that they keep. So then you're you're down to Hakeem Butler as an option, Miles Boykin as an option, Gunnar Olszewski, Jordan Byrne, and Dan Chisna. Um, I, I think the primary three 
that you're looking at there are, or even four, because also Cody White. I forgot about, I got about Cody yeah. White. I think the primary four that you're looking at here are Boykin, Olszewski, Butler, White. And I, as a fifth, I'd even throw in Des Fitzpatrick here. But primarily those, those are, those are the guys I think that we should be looking at as, as depth wide receivers. But I'm just not so sure that, that Hakeem, that, that these guys can do enough in this game to prove anything but this is kind of a pole positioning situation where if someone makes some big plays and sticks to their details as receivers and if they're on special teams that can set them up with a really big chance to shine in the second and third preseason game so that they can earn their permanent roster spots for the season yeah and i think it's, it's been tough to kind of see just the ups and downs from akeem butler because i know there's so much promise there obviously with him coming from the xfl Am I, I think? Yes. XFL, yeah. yes. I was like, wait a minute. I'm just making sure I'm saying that correctly. I always do that. And then I'm like, no, I know what I'm talking about. Um, so he, with him coming from the XFL, Gunnar Olszewski has been somebody who's, I don't even want to say quietly, because I feel like a lot of us have been talking about it, but who's mm-hmm. really strung together a really nice camp so far. And I think he's solidifying himself kind of as that primary punt returner on special teams, which we know is such a key part of the game too. And that's something that he says he really wants to make a bigger part of his game, kind of go back to his roots, quote unquote, in that way. Um, So I I think when he can get out there, he'll be intriguing, but I I think he's kind of in my mind, a solidified lock, unless God forbid he completely falls apart or one of these other guys kind of steps up and, you know, makes that next wave where it's like, Oh, we have to keep this guy on this team with the way that he made, you know, all these catches and however many opportunities he had in the preseason, whether it's not just tonight, but the next couple games as well. I'm right. I'm right with you there. I want to flip to the defense here because we got to talk about some guys there. Let's let's look at a few guys here in the secondary. Like we said, we, we expect Minka Fitzpatrick to not practice, but one guy who's been really filling in at, at, at the safety position is Kenny Robinson. He's been making plays. He's intercepted passes a lot in training camp. He's a local guy. Um, for number 41, he's a person that I'm telling fans to look out for. I think that if he finds a way to impress, it could make an interesting situation for what the Steelers want to do at safety. Trey Norwood has also shown shown some promise there. You always got Miles Killebrew, who's helps them on special teams. I'm intrigued to see what this group does. Trey Norwood's, you know, has a practice a couple times, and I think he might be dealing with 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 some, you know, nagging injuries of of some sort. But how they play out at safety, and also how they play out at slot cornerback. Shannon Sullivan was the guy they brought in to kind of be the guy at the slot. But Elijah Ridley, or excuse me, Elijah Elijah Riley has been really solid as well. Duke Dawson also in that kind of competition for slot corner. The secondary and how it's made up with some of these other guys could be very intriguing to watch and how they work against uh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, and there's going to be so many looks, too. I think that's been one of the most intriguing parts of training camp. I feel like I've been saying intriguing a lot because there has been a lot of intrigue. But it's been one of the things where you see just a lot of these guys working in so many different various roles. A lot of guys kind of, you know, doing multiple, having multiple responsibilities and shifting in multiple ways. You know, we talk about um, position flexibility, and we've seen some of that. So, I, again, it's not going to be this complex, you know, the dealers are bringing out all the stops tonight, you know, game one of the preseason. But I think we might see a couple little wrinkles and it is going to be intriguing to see how some of these guys do because yeah, Elijah Riley has been somebody who's really interesting. Chandon Sullivan with his addition this off season. And then of course it was, you know, when Minka made his return, what was that last weekend at this point, he's been back with the team for like a week now ish, or did he come back yeah. Tuesday? I don't know. Every single day to me at this point, it's just do the Steelers practice, do the Steelers play or other Steelers. <laughs> That's how we operate now uh, at this time of year. But when he made his return, he kind of gave, 
a lot of really high praise to the guys that had been filling in for him in, you know, Miles Killebrew, in Trey Norwood, in Kenny Robinson, you know, having those guys take those extra reps and say, hey, you know, hopefully I can help them a little bit off their plate. But it, it, it has been intriguing to see just what we're going to get from these guys. And that'll be really interesting. It, indeed it will. And of course, one guy I think I, I, I neglected, uh, I neglected to, uh, to, to include in our second segment was Joey Porter Jr. All eyes will oh, yeah. be on him when okay. he's lining up everywhere. We didn't, it wasn't that it's kind of, that one's kind of an obvious one. So I wanted to talk about other ones, but Joey Porter Jr. Absolutely. Another person will be having our eyes on here as well as everybody uh, on, on the Steelers, but we hope that you've enjoyed this preview. We hope that you're ready for some foot ball because i'm ready for some football as is jenna jenna thanks so much for joining us here in the locked on steelers podcast let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work well thank you for having me as always happy friday happy return of preseason football of steelers preseason football everybody uh you can find me on twitter at jenna harner 11 instagram jenna underscore harner and locally if you're in pittsburgh here on wpxi channel 11 we will have all your Steelers game one of the preseason coverage Friday night, which is tonight at this point. I don't, again, don't know what day anything is at this rate. Um, <laughs> and uh, a bunch of cool stuff coming your way too. So stay tuned. Absolutely. Stay tuned. Thanks so much, Jenna. And thank you all for tuning into the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Check me out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday, talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers right here in your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Get all of your daily episodes as well as our bonus content. We will have bonus content because I'll be giving my reaction to the preseason game Friday night after the game is over. So you can watch that or listen to that Friday night after the game or Saturday, Sunday throughout the weekend. And of course, training camps back on Sunday. We'll be back out there as well, covering it when that, when that happens. Thanks again, Jenna. Thanks everyone. We'll see you after the game Friday night. We hope that you enjoy it just like we will. 